it's Aramaro again, Brian LaFlame, where we got our fancy titles underneath here. So you can know who's the lender, who's the realtor. Uh, we're both Washingtonians this time. Uh, everyone's confused who has not been tuning into any of these past lives or anything like that. But glad to have you back. If anyone has been watching any of our previous lives, glad we have you on all of streaming to all the platforms, the YouTubes, the LinkedIn's, the Facebooks, the the Clappers, the Instagrams, the TikToks, all of it. We're we're here, and today we are uh, we're going to talk about uh, something that we. Um, mentioned on our last live stream, we're going to talk about down payment assistance <laughs> programs here in Washington State for uh, first-time home buyers that might be looking for a little bit of that down payment assistance help. So hold on, I'm going to correct you right there. Hardly any of these down payment assistance programs require you to be a first-time home buyer. A lot of people stop and say, "Well, I can't buy a house because I'm not a first-time home buyer and I don't have a down payment." We got you. Yes. Yeah. I should, I should say that the majority of my clients that I've worked with that have taken advantage of DPA were first time homebuyers. However, Brian is correct. You don't technically have to be a first time homebuyer to take advantage of most of these mm-hmm. first time homebuyer programs. It's actually a common misconception. I would even say the, the FHA loan, that's a common misconception too. Not even date DPA, but a lot of people don't know that that loan, you just have to have been in the home for three years and then you can reuse that loan if i'm correct no right you, you could no there's a, so you can you can get an fha loan um if you're not a first-time home buyer and uh it is uh geared more towards first-time home buyers historically because of the lower down payment options somebody doesn't have a home to sell or put down on, on another home uh, but rules around fha is you can have one at a time unless you are moving um it's 100 miles away from where you currently are so say you own a home in Washington and you're going to move your relo- your jobs relocating you to California. You can have two FHA loans. Uh, now, say you own a home in, um, you know, North Slope of Tacoma and you want to move down to the Proctor District. That's too yeah. close. Or if you want to move over to Puyallup, that's too close. You got to get a conventional loan. An FHA okay. loan you can also convert to an investment loan. So say you oh. buy a house with an FHA loan, three and a half percent down. You decide, hey, I'm going to make this my first rental. I've lived here a few years. I've got some equity. I'm going to take that equity. I'm going to buy a move up house because my life has changed. Well, you don't have to refinance that FHA loan out of the FHA loan in order to rent that house out. You can do it right then and there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's something that, I mean, I wasn't even aware of all of that. You know what I mean? And you do and, business all day, every day. This, uh, yeah. these, these jobs are your job and my job, both complicated and very nuanced. Well, and then there's a lot of overlap, but for mm-hmm. how much there is overlap, there's a vast majority of not overlap. It's yeah. kind of like if you look at like the picture of an iceberg, right? And how much is on the surface compared to mm-hmm. how much goes beneath. And I would not want to switch roles. I love what I do and I'm sure you love what you do. And I would not want to trade this. I've you know done I mean? both. I started as a realtor. Then I did both real estate and lending. And this is the one that's for me. Um, I'll tell clients a lot. Even if I know a real estate question, I'm not going to answer it because then it gives them some tacit permission to ask me more complicated questions that I will not know. Uh, right. Like you're the expert in spend all of your day eating, drinking, going to night and sleeping real estate. Why in the world would I want uh, to give somebody, uh, you know, JV advice when I've got varsity right here? Like they're already talking. Yeah, about varsity exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
completely and vice versa. I mean, that's why when I will answer basic loan questions that I am 110% aware of and I've confirmed, but there's a lot of times I'm even like, you know what? We got to check with Brian or like, we're going to confirm with him or even just go to him. But then there's, there's oftentimes where I'm even like, Hey, why don't I, why don't I take care of the communication for you where I will do a three-way email for you just to Mm -hmm. take care of that burden where you don't have to get everybody in the settle, you know, make it easy peasy. So we're all on the same team or not having to play a game of telephone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Aaron said that he will give mortgage advice if he is a certain percentage. Sure. And he already got it wrong because 110% is not even a number. It's not even a number. (laughs) (laughs) The math wasn't mathing on that one. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. So what are we talking? That's good. Well, again, yeah, I think uh, we should primarily uh, go over different down payment assistance programs that, I mean, there's a couple of different like national ones, but like primarily we should focus on what on the state level since we're here in Washington Mm -hmm. state. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also sidebar, like if we have enough time, I think it would also be cool to maybe talk about USDA just because I know that's not down payment assistance, but it's also a very, um, it's a nice loan that not that many people are aware of. We even have current clients that are looking into it right now that you and I are working with. So it's on topic and it's a zero down payment loan that um, you don't have to have been in active or prior military, like the VA loan to have access to it. You know what I mean? Hey, Brian's kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think we should uh, go over all of that, you know, um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So let's start with some Washington down payment assistance um, products. Yeah, for sure. The So the Washington Washington State has a housing finance commission. And the Washington State Housing Finance Commission, especially in the past decade, has really opened up who qualifies for down payment assistance. Uh, this down payment, they've done it a few ways. They've done it because uh, in, in ways where before they would only have capital raises. And then once right. that money was gone then the down payment assistance was gone. And there still are a couple of those programs, but the vast majority of programs used actually have an entire like mortgage servicing standard uh, where we have, we have, we have investment uh, investors to whom these loans get sold, just like a non down payment assistance loan, which means the money is available into perpetuity. Uh, with that, They've increased income limits for down payment assistance. Down payment assistance, when I first started this, had income limits as low as 70 grand. Now, that's good money, but if you make $80,000, you were out in the cold. Uh, and they've said, uh, and, and then it would be um, partitioned off by areas of the state. So if right. you lived in Walla Walla, or if you lived in Spokane, or if you lived in um, Olala, or if you lived in Tacoma, or you lived in Seattle, they're all different um, down payment assistance income levels. Now, some programs still have. Uh, um, a portion of that, but it's definitely not as uh, pronounced as it was before. The most important or uh, the most popular down payment assistance program through the Washington State Housing Finance Commission is a program they call Home Advantage. The Home Advantage loan can be used with a VA loan, an FHA loan, uh, or a conventional loan or a USDA loan. The most popular ways that we use them are with FHA loans. And the way that it works is if you make at least a hundred or uh, if you make one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year or lower, you might qualify for this program. Uh, if you have uh, a credit score of six twenty or higher, 
you might qualify for this program. Uh, if you are going to own or occupy this house, you could qualify for this program. Uh, so their big, big kind of overarching rules are qualifying income of $180,000. I'm going to stop here for just a second so you guys can rewind and replay this if you need to. Qualifying income is just the income we use to qualify you for the mortgage. Some loan programs have a household income requirement like the USDA does. Whether or not you're on the loan, if you're 18 or above and you have an income, they have to count that against the income limit. Home Advantage is just what is the lender uses to qualify you. So if you make $150,000 a year and your spouse makes $75,000 a year, you think, oh, man, we're at 225. We live in Redmond. Um, we'd love to buy a house, but we can't save up the down payment for the amount of for the price of homes here. Uh, right. You don't have to worry about that because we would just then use the one spouse. And then, uh, you know, if you if you qualified every other way for the loan, we could just use the one income. Right. So it is a standard 30 year fixed FHA loan. Interest rates are a little bit above market, and uh, it's because the investor pool is smaller, but there is an investor pool. Uh, so before, when it was just a capital raise, and then they would use that money until it was gone and then raise money again, those interest rates would be set for the next six months or eight months or three months or however long it took to get rid of that money. Uh, so the money would be what the, uh, the interest rate would be what the interest rate is until that money is gone, and it could be way above or way below market. With the Home Advantage program, it floats a little bit above market, but kind of moves with the maturations of the normal mortgage-backed security market that we've talked right. about in shows past. Okay. Uh, so you get a standard 30-year fixed mortgage. And then for your down payment, you get a percentage of your loan amount in down payment assistance at 0% interest and no payments until you sell the house, refinance the house, pay it off in 30 years, or move out. 98.99999% of clients that we have done this for have gotten an FHA first mortgage, down payment assistance second mortgage, and then as their equity position rose, they refinance from the FHA loan into a conventional loan to maybe get a lower interest rate and definitely get their mortgage insurance off. That down payment assistance loan is then just paid off the way the first mortgage is. You're not writing a huge check to pay this off. If you take 30 years to pay the house off, yeah, absolutely, you're going to write a check at the end. But let's put that in perspective. 30 years ago, the median house price in Washington was $126,500. So you were writing a check for about $4,500 or so, depending on how much down payment assistance you took, which no, nobody wants to write a $4,500 check. But if it's to pay your house totally off, that, that hurts a lot less than what you're thinking of the down payment assistance you might be looking at now, $18,000 and $20,000, $22,000. That money is as egregious in 30 years. Yeah. And if you end up like most people either refinancing out of it or selling the house, it's going to come for the proceeds. So mm -hmm. um, for instance, like take my scenario, for example, had I used when I bought my house in 2014, I bought my house in Covington, Washington for uh, 282,000. Now it's currently fair market value is actually $640,000. Um, now, if I had bought it on down payment assistance and refinanced it a even, let's say I didn't even refinance till now. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd have so much equity built up that would just eat. I wouldn't even notice paying mm -hmm. off that and you don't, DPA no, no program client has. with that refinance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my exactly. favorite stories is there's a real estate agent with whom we work who moved to Washington and got into the business when he moved here to Washington. He was in my down payment assistance class. He bought his house 
for the cost of his earnest money. The seller paid his closing, or excuse me, the cost of his inspection. So he paid a $500 inspection. The seller paid his closing costs. So he got his uh, earnest money and his appraisal deposit back. And Aaron and I will do a show on what all those are in the future as well. Kind of the costs of buying. Um, He got a 30-year fixed mortgage. He has since refinanced it down to a 15-year, paid off that down payment assistance loan. And his mortgage payment is lower than his 30-year fixed rate was when we uh, bought the house. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity. And he came here starting, you know, a new career and a new life. And it would have been just like your instance if you had bought it with DPA. You would have refinanced to a lower rate and you wouldn't even have noticed the down payment assistance loan. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that that's awesome. Uh, I, I would have to say that uh, I'm trying to remember what my thoughts were on this because I had something to say regarding it. Um, I think because we actually have, I have a couple of clients that we're working with one that we just pre-approved the other day that we were on a zoom meeting together with. Um, and they were looking at, um, the FHA. I think they were looking at DPA too. Uh, were they looking at DPA with multifamily? Yeah. Um, the housing finance commission and as well as our local program at mortgage will allow duplexes to have DPA now, which is crazy. That's nuts guys. Okay. I'm looking at multi uh, screens, even though like I should just be looking at my camera. I've got three monitors active right now. Um, this is, this is huge guys being able to, this is called house hacking. So like if you're in a position and I've had, I've had a lot of first time investors or a lot of clients take advantage of this, where they go in and they buy a duplex where they buy it on a loan that has very low down payment or a down payment assistance program that covers the cost of the entire down payment up front. Hold and on, I want to stop. Done- I want to stop you. This yeah. is it, you guys. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to a live stream, stop what you're doing and pay attention to this. Right this here. right yeah. here, what Aaron is yeah. going to talk to you about could absolutely change your life. I'm not being yeah. facetious. Uh, yes. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, which is being facetious. This could change your life. Go ahead. And nationwide too, if you're not just in Washington, because this could even mm-hmm. help easier. Like you can have an easier time not in our state just because we are pricier here, but you might have more affordable multifamily uh, if you're in other more affordable parts of the state or parts of the U S right. So with this said um, with house hacking, so essentially you go in there and you could, and it starts minimum with two units. So like a, a, a duplex, right? So you go in there and you work the numbers to make sense for you where at worst case scenario, worst case scenario, you have a situation where you're living in one unit, you have a very low down payment or a down payment assistance program covering all of your down payment and some, if not all of your upfront costs, if you have negotiated right with the seller, like I'm talking about maybe not upfront like during the process and we can get into this but all said and done at closing you might get all of your money back where you're in a situation where you got into that house for zero upfront and now you're in a situation where you can put a renter in the next unit and they're paying at like worst case scenario half of your mortgage like that's like the worst case scenario like 
you're not doing it right if like that's if you're worse than that's your worst case like don't do it it's a terrible deal if you can't at least get it to where it's paying half your mortgage yeah like don't don't buy it you know this is such a this house hacking is 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 such an incredible opportunity it is what i'm requiring my children to do by age 20 i'll give you the down payment i'll co-sign the loan you are buying a duplex you are renting it out um uh the other side and you are never selling it you're moving on to the next and the next and the next. Like that's how much I believe in this is my children yeah. as they become, yep. and, they, and they ask me about it all the time. Like I'm starting the conversation now with them about it. And it's not too late if you're 35, 40, 45, 50, 65 and have been renting a do- And uh, this is an incredible way to it's get a really it. smart first buy. Mm-hmm. It's a really smart first buy. Now, not everyone's situation is the same. Like I would say, um, I would have, I would have done this too. Had I, you know, I think mm-hmm. it's different when, um, cause there's a lot of married couples that don't want to do this, you know, cause they don't like the idea of living in one duplex, but there are a lot of married couples I work with that are like, no, we're doing this. Like this that is like each doing. other. This is smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I think it's, it's awesome. And then you can just go up from there because more doors bring more opportunity. Cause then you can house hack a triplex. You can house hack mm-hmm. a fourplex because anything under four doors, folks, counts as single family. Well, so you're not, yeah. yeah, you're not doing commercial loans. So we're not tied yeah. to crazy um, high down payment mm-hmm. loans that you have to do with commercial. Um, I have a buddy whom I went to high school with that I've done some loans for and his entire um, he's quit his job uh, as a construction guy and he was doing some flips. But what he really started to make money was when he stripped his equity out of his duplex to buy a triplex, his triplex to buy a fourplex and then his fourplex to buy another fourplex. And then he bought it, bought apartment buildings. He did it yeah. all with the renters paying this mortgage, leveraging the equity of this asset to buy a larger asset to have someone else pay for it. And it is unique to real estate. And to tie it back into what we're talking about, you can you can start this with a with a zero down home loan that you would yeah. you live in, either a single yeah. family uh, one unit or a duplex that you live in. Uh, you're not going to get rich tomorrow, but you're going to start the path of generating that wealth, and you can don't have to wait to save twenty percent down. I think it's great, and I think what we're going to do because we did title this about DPA, and this is good. Mm-hmm. People that are coming to learn about down payment assistance, this is great. This was their target audience for the live stream today, but we're also going to talk about a, on a different episode on, on our podcast and our live stream. We will talk about house hacking because mm-hmm. I want that to be its own subject matter. And I want it to be, yeah. it's yeah, because that is a, that is a whole, um, there's going to be a whole different audience folks out there that are going to want to come just for that. Um, so if yeah, we'll, down we'll assistance, that. know that you also can do that, but yes, that that's, yeah. that's what we're saying. The biggest takeaway mm-hmm. and the biggest surprising thing to know is you can house hack a duplex and have down, down payment assistance do it. And if you have the right realtor in the right cir- set of circumstances, you can go into the situation where you paid like nothing up front for it. Um, yeah. so let's, let's talk about that. Let me give you an example. Now I, I can't give you this example on a, house hack scenario, but I did have a most recent example and you could apply this to a house hack if the circumstance worked the same way. But essentially um, one of my most recent uh, DPA program clients that bought single family and it would work with 
duplex as well because it would be you would it's negotiation between you and the seller but basically what would happen is you as the as the buyer you have the down payment assistance which Brian with the FHA DPA is it up to 5% or what is it for it is up right? to 5% of a client's loan amount loan so amount yeah there are, yeah there are three different options and two options within one so you can have a 3% okay. down payment assistance which covers a lot of your down payment not all of it though uh, and that's the lowest interest rate. You can have 4% down payment assistance with a 1% fee from the Housing Finance Commission, so a closing cost. Uh, and that'll cover all of your down payment and a little bit of your closing costs. That's the second lowest rate. You right. can have a 4% down payment assistance with no closing cost fee from the Housing Finance Commission, so no lender will 1% fees. You still have other closing costs, but it's a large portion that you don't have. And that's right. the third highest, second lowest, or third lowest, right. second highest rate. Or you can have 5% with the highest rate and no fee. If, say, the seller just can't or won't pay all of your closing costs and you would rather keep money in the bank and you're like, yeah, I can afford a little bit higher payment for now, you would take the 5% down payment assistance. Your closing costs would be super low. It would cover your down payment and a real lion's share of your closing costs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. So with that, so with this scenario, um, with my DPA buyer, I think what they did in that situation, they were three and a half down for FHA and they were only, they were only trying to initially get a half a percent on the down, down payment. But in that scenario, we were going after properties that were sitting on the market for a while. So what we were able to do was find a property that sat long enough that we just walked into the property where it, the property was perfect for my buyer and we negotiated the seller to pay all of the buyer's closing costs. So then we didn't have to ask for any of the closing costs on the down payment assistance program side. So then they were only claiming the three and a half from the DPA program, the down payment. So what ended up happening in this scenario is um, client only initially had to upfront uh, set aside money for earnest money deposit, And that set in that was set aside in the escrow account for the 30 days for the property to close. And the client paid for their home inspection, which was about like 500 bucks. And then at closing, they got their earnest money back. The, the, uh, I think the property was like five hundred and fifty thousand. So they got the they got the they wrote the the earnest money was one percent, which is pretty standard for this area. So they got like the five thousand five hundred bucks back at closing. This is the situation, guys. They bought this home for five hundred bucks up front when they closed. You know, they paid five hundred bucks for that inspection. Nothing else was do upon they, closing they leveraged a half a million dollar asset that they yeah. get to use yes for five hundred dollars yep. if historical appreciation shows that the uh where do they buy this house uh this was in uh pierce county Piop. okay yeah. historical appreciation in uh pierce county is 5.09 percent it was how yeah. much 550 was the price of the house yeah so that means that their house went up historically would go up twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars in the first year for five hundred dollars, there's yeah. nowhere else to get that return. Isn't that nuts? And you're folks? already living in it too. You're using it. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Here's some caveats that we need to um, explain. Is this buyer does need to be in a position to come up with the earnest money? That is the one thing that some buyers 
that need DPA or down payment assistance programs do struggle with to that is sometimes the biggest barrier to entry I find with clients that come to us that need down payment assistance or need help where they're like, Hey, how do I get in a home with next to nothing? You know, well, this is the, this is not, there's not really a workaround yeah. to it, you know? And I um, also want to, I want to stop and make a point of um, this can sound very 2080. Oh my gosh, you can get in a house for no, no money down. You are, you, we qualify you for this loan. There are credit score requirements. There are debt yes. income ratio requirements. Yes. Uh, you are able to afford this house the same way you're able to afford a normal 30 year fixed mortgage. It's an FHA loan. So it's very conservative. All we're doing is saying, Hey, it's really hard to save up this amount of money and being able to have this amount of money doesn't necessarily speak to your credit worthiness. You right. Know, like it's, it's difficult to save up uh, 50, a hundred, dollars $150,000, whatever somebody needs. And while you're doing that, the housing market is outpacing you because say, you know, 5.09% average appreciate, uh, appreciation, historical appreciation in Pierce County, that $500,000 house becomes $525,000 the next year. Right. So, now you have to have saved up 20% of 500 plus another 20% of the 25,000 that could continues to it's five exactly. the next year it continues. So we're not saying that, Hey, everybody gets a house. We're saying no. that don't let lack of a down payment stop you from seeing if owning a home is right for you. There are tons of advantages. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the largest takeaway is you're still, these down payment assistant programs are rewarding people that, have put themselves in a financial situation where their credit, their credit worthiness, uh, they can get pre-approved for the home, but they just need the help upfront for some of the upfront costs. Uh, but they've been approved to be uh, able to take on the burden of the monthly payments. They've been approved for it. They can, you guys have checked in, you know, it's like, Brian's like, Oh, they're good. Don't worry. We've sent them through underwriting. There's mm-hmm. a person in the back. They're cleared, you know? Um, I mean, which actually brings me to a point. I wanted to, I wanted to show you this, Brian. I'm pretty sure it's probably, um, would you say it, the experience that a client goes through to get pre-approved through your process is a lot like this? Proof, timeline, screenshot, everything. Whoa. Okay. I lost Brian folks. I do not know where he went. I will keep talking till he comes back. Oh, here he is. I'm going to add him to the stage. Once he comes back on until he does though, I'm waiting for him. Let's see here. There we go. Hey, Dude, I'm so sorry. Of course that's when that went down. I didn't see anything. So you know what? We're going to, we're going to cut everyone back to one. And, and you even everyone's like, what's this joke? It didn't even land. Okay, you ready? So my question was, was the process of people going through the pre-approval process with you a lot like this? Proof, timeline, screenshot, everything. <laughs> I want that so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, yes. Um, we, I, let's talk about this too. Since we're talking about zero down home loans, we're going to talk a little bit about the mortgage process. Uh, right now, uh, people think that, um, uh, uh, you know, we talked about this in, in a few weeks ago, 
uh, how this market is not similar to 2008. I want to show you guys a slide of what I mean because I'm me, so I have data for it, and that's what I love. Um, but I got to find it first. And then we're going to talk about the ability to qualify for a home loan right now. Um, there is no no in lending. In 2008, there was only yeses. In 2024, there is a, hey, not quite yet. Here's what we have to do to get qualified. Exactly. Uh, you don't know what it takes to get qualified until you try to get qualified. Right. Uh, and so you're, we're asking you to do something that we haven't even prepared you to do, which if you're watching this podcast, if you're listening on a live stream, uh, you have the sort of interest in, um, uh, in, and are finding the right places to learn about what this is. Uh, but I want to show you, of course, now I can't find it because I'm on the spot and I'm looking for it. Okay, here it is. It's okay. What? Oh, you found it? Okay. Yeah, I found it. Now I got to present. This is going to blow your guys' minds. I'm sure of it. I can't wait for my mind to be blown. You all ready for this? Bum, 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 mm, 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 bum, bum, bum. All right. So what we're looking you, at. Here, you have the ability to put it up, right? I don't have to. Right? Nope. You got to. I can share it. And you got to. Put oh, it I, I have to. Okay. On we're state. still learning the kinks of our streaming platform that Brian and I are doing. So, okay. Perfect. All right. So as we look at. Um, the use of adjustable rate mortgages and uh, what makes housing markets more or less vulnerable to rates rising or going down. Look at where the United States is in comparison to the rest of the, um, uh, uh, to the rest of the world. We have the most conservative underwriting standards in the world, which is. Look how far out Canada is. I know, right? Well, Our Canada has, yeah, Canada has much different lending standards, um, which okay. you and I have talked about a bit. Um, yeah, and and that is, uh, and that, yeah, that's that's they 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 work a lot like our commercial loan business, which can be another show. But we have super conservative lending standards. So if we're talking today about zero down home loans and saying, hey, you can house hack and you can get in a house for five hundred dollars earnest money, this is not the two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight version of that. You have to be able to verify your income. We're going to verify your credit. Uh, We're going to we're going to run you through the ringer and give you a conservative 30 year fixed rate mortgage because we want you to be able to afford this house and not be one of the people in 2005, 2006 that were uh, the amount of people who were uh, foreclosing or declaring bankruptcy increasing dramatically before the fall. We wanted you to stay down here where the amount of bankruptcies and foreclosures are are negligible uh, and and people are in the most conservative sort of mortgage they can have. Also, another point to make, we can stop sharing now. Um, uh, Another point to make is uh, we are in, uh, not only are we in the most conservative um, housing market, like a mortgage market uh, available, I forget the point I was going to make because now my virtual background is gone. You guys have seen my construction zone. <laughs> so my house is currently under construction. So I'm working in uh, a corner of it. That's uh, uh, at any rate, uh, you, you have to qualify for these mortgages and we are going to qualify you uh, so that we are positive that you are able to pay back this mortgage in a way that is comfortable for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think the whole point again, and we've, we've hit this home on every single live stream that we've done, but there's, it's never too early to talk to a mortgage lender to get a baseline of where you need to be because you'll never know if you don't talk to us. And we are the type of folks that want to get you on a game plan on the long term. So if 
you have no idea when you'll ever be able to buy a home if you never look into it you're just going to be in the same spot next year like reach out to us so we can at least establish what that will look like for you and how soon we can get you into the timeline and we can if the answer is you can't get pre-approved yet we can give you the clear actionable steps you need to take to get you to where you need to be you know we give you the 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 entire package to make an informed decision on uh, if if now's a good time or not. Because some clients, we can even get them pre-approved, but we might find out that the pre-approval amount is not indicative of what, it's not realistic to what the market has for pricing. And that's fine, but at least we found that out through, I wouldn't be able to find that out without getting the pre-approval done through Brian. Like, I yeah. have no idea. When clients are like, oh, I think I'm just generally looking at houses that are between 400000 to a million. Like, you know, like there's no... <laughs> or when people are like, my budget's 500000 it's like, well, how did you come up with that? Where'd you get that? Yeah, there's from? a few you know? things that happen when people don't get pre-approved. Um, because really, it's just a fact-finding mission, pre-approval. We're just right. doing math and see what you're comfortable right. with. What happens, what we find happens when people are not pre-approved and they go out and look at homes is one... Option one is they're looking way above their actual budget. So when they do get pre-approved, they're like, man, either I can't spend that much money or I don't want to spend that much money because this is what it correlates right. to for a monthly payment. And so right. then every other house they look at, they're heartbroken about because they're comparing it to a dream house. Or before they get pre-approved, they're looking well below their price range. And then they kind of get um, fatigued because they think, well, nothing out here really suits my needs. When if they would have gotten pre-approved, they're like, actually, I'm comfortable $200,000 above this price point. Why am I looking at a house that's not going to suit my needs uh, when I can find one that does suit my needs that's affordable? Those two things happen when yeah. people are approved. The worst case scenario is they find a house, they fall in love with it, and they, they realize they're not mortgage ready yet. And it's going to take them you know, a month, six months, a year to get mortgage ready. Uh, and they fall yep. in love with that house. We're, we're only setting ourselves up for failure when that happens. Yeah, I completely agree. So mm -hmm. I think really it's... It's always a good idea to establish the baseline. And if you're just worried about what do you do if you get a no? Well, I mean, it, there's a little bit of effort involved to turn in paperwork and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, we're if you're motivated to buy a home, we're motivated to help you get there, you know, and, and figure out what the steps are. And we're going to be the team that checks in with you and follows up to make sure that happens. I can't tell you how many clients that I've had. I've been doing this for 10 years. I even have, um, I should throw it up on the, it's not one of my video testimonies, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw this shameless plug. Um, here's my, uh, you guys could go to my YouTube channel. And it's actually linked like in the comments below is. this. This is the 21 video testimonials in here that you can go check out. Um, these are real stories from real clients, either buyers or home sellers. Or a lot of the sellers, though, are home sellers and buyers. So this is like going to be really like because most sellers also are looking to buy. Um so listen to their stories here. All of them have been through, you know, are going to be going through similar situations that you are, uh, have dealt with similar different markets that we've gone through in this the last 10 year cycles that I've been working with these clients. Mm -hmm. And um, what I was going to mention is 
Um, I have a written testimonial from Zillow that I'll share with you guys. But this story from this client is I met them off of uh, Facebook. I meet a lot of my clients off of social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram, whatever. Clapper. Um, and, uh, uh, anyways, uh, and, uh, we got them connected to a lender. They weren't ready yet. And I kept in touch with them. It took four years before they were ready to be able to purchase a house. And we kept checking in, um, every, you know, every 90 month or 90 days to six months. And we, we just kept that process going and, they were just shocked that we never lost touch, you know, and we made it happen and got yeah, them in a home. Have, yeah. People have felt commoditized by our industries, real estate and lending. Oh, if I can't buy a house now, I don't want to waste their time. Or they only care about a deal. They only care about a commission. And the reality is the best of us are in this because we absolutely love helping people. And we yes. love helping people in this way. And when somebody is so like, they're just astounded that Aaron, oh my gosh, you've been, you've been staying in touch with us for four years. I can't believe that And to you. You're just like, of course I have. Like, I want to, I want to be of assistance to you. I want to be an asset to you. I want to help you become whatever version of you, you want to be. Of course I'm in touch, but uh, that is, um, unfortunately our two industries have earned the reputation for that to be surprising. And to us. Well, just, like, yeah. And it, it, it's cause a lot of realtors and, lenders go after the now business, you know, they're chasing the who's ready now. And really that's not where the majority, I mean, statistics show not everyone, the vast majority of people aren't going to buy or sell this year. How many of you guys watching here on whatever platform you're watching on are like today I had the thought I'm going to buy a house. And so today I buy a house. It doesn't happen that way. No, it's a long, it's, it's it's a long term. So we meet you where you are. You're Mm -hmm. either, renting right now or you are a homeowner and you are not going to either buy or sell for probably i mean statistically you're going to probably do it within the next seven years is when you're going to do it i'm so i'm meeting you somewhere in your journey within your next seven year time frame you might do it in the next six months. You might be doing it in the next year. You might be doing it in the next four years, two years, three years, whatever. It might be seven years out, but you're probably doing it within the next seven years statistically on the national average. So I'm here to meet you wherever you're at in your journey. Brian is too. Um, and that's, that's where, that's where, that's where this is at. So again, DPA programs, down payment system programs, they exist, but USDA programs uh, to close out. That's a little bit different because the USDA home loan, unlike a down payment assistance program is a, uh, well, I should not over talk about the USDA home loan because I am not a lender. (laughs) I want Brian. I'm just going to say it's an awesome loan and I'm going to let Brian talk about it for a minute. (laughs) We're going to put this in a nutshell. USDA loan is a zero down loan without down payment assistance. It's 100% financing similar to a VA loan. It is both income restricted, which means you, uh, depending on where you're buying and how big your household is, you can't make over a certain amount. Uh, There are a lot of caveats to how we can bring that number down for you, but we're not going to go into all of those We'll go them specifically if you want a USDA loan. And it is um, geographically restricted. You have to buy in a USDA geographically um, accepted 
um, area. And I'm going to have Aaron, I'm going to send to Aaron uh, so he can put in the comments or in the show notes or wherever he wants to put it, how you can look up for yourself, whether or not a home that you're interested in qualifies geographically for a USTA loan and how you can find out for yourself if you qualify, if your income level qualifies. If you make too much money, doesn't matter if it's in a USDA uh, approved um, uh, um, area. You make too much money, you're going to have to look at a different sort of loan. But if you fit within their income requirements and you fit within the geographic requirements of the house that you want, awesome, let's look into it. There are a million other caveats to what a USDA loan uh, is and who it qualifies and what doesn't qualify. You don't have to worry about that on a podcast. Just know that it is available, that you can get 100% financing. Um, It is uh, normally below market rates when compared to FHA and conventional loans. Uh, The rates are really good because it's insured by the USDA. Uh, by the Department of Agriculture, excuse me. So it's an insured, government-insured loan. And so the rates are normally lower. It's got to be in, a, in, in uh, uh, the census track of 20000 or less, but there's a lot of places that have been grandfathered into that uh, that are lar- larger than 20000 So Aaron will have a link available so you can look up a specific house and see if it's qualified and your specific income level to see if you qualify for it too. It's a great, great, great product uh, if you can fit into that box. I will also link a video that I made that was a a quick walkthrough on how to find out areas that qualify for USDA as well. So, yeah, fantastic. Well, Brian, again, thanks for uh, coming on every Friday-ish, you know. (laughs) It's been every (laughs) Friday for the first one. Yeah, 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 except for, well, even, yeah, our one week off, but that was scheduled, (laughs) so. Um, Sounds good, guys. Thanks for uh, joining us whenever you could. Um, We're all... And take off. We'll see you on next week's. We'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Um, Maybe house hacking. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Thanks, guys. Great job, guys. And, Appreciate you. Yeah. Great job, everyone. And come by next time. Until next time. Again, quick reminder Aaron Morrow, Brian LaFlame, local Seattle uh, realtor here, Greater Seattle area, King Pierce, Snohomish County. Brian, all over Washington State. So, Brian, see you- Washingtonian. Yeah, Washingtonian. See you till next time. Bye.